The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And also make sure to check out our new Discord server. It's the perfect place to interact in sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 176. I'll introduce myself before we get into um, who's dedicated to. I would be Jeff Chalks Fox, one half of the podcast here. I'm going to bring in my co-host because he's going to, he has dedication for episode 176. He's one, the only Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland, the quickest introduction we've ever had on the show. Yeah, it's almost it almost caught me off guard. Yeah, and we we're gonna dedicate yep. this episode, which I tried to last, uh, or at least I tried to bring it up yep. last episode, uh, to Stephen Glansberg, which by the way, in addition to being one of the newest members of our Discord, and we're super he, he was super active on Saturday with getting in on there after uh hitting us up on Twitter, uh, is also one of my favorite movie references. Do you know that movie reference? No, I don't. Oh my goodness! Really, I a movie reference that I get and you don't. Yeah, that's this is you don't know who Stephen fucking Glansberg is. Mm, no. What if I told you that you had to eat uh, dessert all by yourself, like you were Stephen fucking Glansberg? No. Nope. <laughs> really? Don't know the movie? Man, no, it's I haven't seen it's, it. It's when uh, when Seth gets left behind at lunch uh, at super during super bad uh, to eat dessert all by himself. Like he's yeah, I haven't seen Super Bad. You've never seen no, Super No, I don't think Wait, I have. Wait, hang on no. a second. Hang on a second. You really enjoy Napoleon Dynamite and you've yep. never even seen Super Bad? No. Oh, so I guess I should then, right? Yeah, I I think that I think they go hand in hand enough. All right. Um while still being like cheesy teens trying to get drunk comedy, but like also like pretty funny. So, uh yeah, like You've really never seen to it was no. super it's a super bad reference. At one yeah, point in time, Jonah Hill turns to uh, Michael Sarah and because Michael Sarah is going to talk to a guidance counselor. He's like, what? Now I got to eat dessert all by myself like I'm Stephen fucking Glansberg. And the camera just pans to this kid sitting all by himself eating so like pudding, nice, but but eating pudding with like a big smile on his face. <laughs> oh, OK. He's, <laughs> as long as he's happy about it, that's fine. Yeah. Stephen Glansberg seems to be happy about eating dessert by himself. But well, uh... <laughs> it is dessert. So. This isn't a Steven Glansberg episode, though, is it, Dan? <laughs> it should be. Podcast, it should be. See, I, I just thought it was a normal dude's name. I didn't know he had a code <laughs> that's, name. That's that's awesome. You just thought Steven Glansberg was his name. <laughs> just like I thought uh, Gumby was your Christian name, but apparently it's not. not. No, it's... Uh, you're Gumby God now. Uh, why why are we in everyone's ears earlier than a day earlier than normal, Dan? We are we are here for Contender Series. That's that's what the, that's series. really what this podcast is about. That's what the whole podcast is about. We, we wait till for this time of year. Why do we? Uh, why are we so excited about contender series? It's just it, it's it's fun to watch. True, and it's on Tuesdays, which is uh, night that you're you know looking for something to watch uh, this time of year if you're not a fan of baseball. But why do we really like watch contender series, Dan, and talking about it? 
because it's, it's when Gumby God performs his miracles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is the time that Gumby God performs his miracles. So hopefully everyone's made their sacrifices and their donations and, and whatever else to Gumby God, um, because it is the time of year where he's going to come through for you. Um, all right. Everyone's probably wants us to get down to it. So let's get down to it first. Win. Let's talk about win. We're all, we're all about winning here, but this is spelled differently. W-Y-N-N. Make sure to get down on the wins bet. $50 win, $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out win the bet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. And they also have the ultimate fantasy football experience going on right now. Bet $500 or more. You're allowed to bet more. Go ahead. On Sports Casino before the end of this month, July 31st. Get entered to win the Ultimate Fantasy Football Draft Experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is to head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. It's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bets today, offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Um, we haven't mentioned yet the discord, our discord is up and running sportsgumbypodcast.com slash discord. Everyone is in there harassing the Gumby God for picks already for contender series. So that's why we're dropping in your ear holes easy, uh, early, excuse me. Um, and while you're cruising on discord and whatnot, make sure you're using IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertises your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical lo- location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's just like 89 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 of the 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP. Use promo code SGP and claim their, your 70% cent savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. I'm going to make people wait still, Dan. You should... I'm going to – let's recap how you did last weekend on the amateur. Well, not oh, amateur, yeah. The... Since you actually, you actually won money, so we shouldn't just breeze over yeah, it. Don't breeze over that I'm good at all regionals, not just Exactly. And I watched – I watched a lot of these fights, most of these fights, uh, believe it or not. Uh, Invicta FC, Dan hit the main event. Tanisha, wasn't a very good fight, really. Tanisha Tennant beat Olga Rubin. Dan had her at minus, uh, he thought it'd be minus 210, ended up being minus 350, unfortunately. Yeah, she she had a lot of more trouble um, keeping yep. her distance than I thought she was going to. It was, uh, yep. it was kind of scary, to be honest with you. Yep. So anyhow, she came through. Is that more on her or more on Rubin? Um, I mean, Ruben did an alright job of crowding her, which uh, she doesn't she doesn't typically do all that great of a job at. Uh, but yeah, like I I think six on one hand, half dozen on the other, did probably okay. little little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. No, I don't watch Invicta often. Is Eves Ebert always the lead guy? He's not. It's, this was the first Ooh, week he was ever the yeah. lead. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Interesting they, choice. <laughs> they usually have um the dude from uh, my favorite website in the whole wide world, Sure Dog. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, what's TJ? his name? 
Yeah, TJ DeSantis. Yeah, okay. yep. Yep. TJ yep. DeSantis. Yep. All right, yeah, because he's 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 fine. He's just he's not a lead guy though. Um, yeah, like agreed. stumbles too much and he doesn't seem comfortable. I love they, Megan. They I love Megan Anderson yep. on the mic. She's fucking great. Nate Anderson and Julie Kedzie's good too. So yep. th- those two could have just done it themselves, and he could have been the color guy. But anyhow, um, one FC. You hit this one too. The Ritter. I watched it as well. It was a it was a, a quick one, so easy nice to watch. Sub. Nice. Yep. Sub. Minus three. Minus two thirty five. You hoped to get it at yet you got it at minus 500 but he uh that was his light heavyweight championship so he's still the reigning heavy and light heavyweight champion the biggest promotion in the world i was among the 6.8 billion people that watched him win yeah we we all were (laughs) we all were it's true um not much to say about that so dan hit that one uh cage warriors unfortunately one of the fights was canceled creasy hazan that was for was was that for flyweight flyweight belt hazan this weight yeah, he missed way bad, so they canceled the fight. Um, Dan did hit the George Hardwick pick. He was thinking, hoping to be a pick him. It was minus 150, unfortunately. He made quick work, right, of Driscoll? Yeah, I, that's looked, the one fight I didn't see. Looked real good in exactly the way I said he would, too. Just kind of, like, piece him up on the feet and not let the wrestling happen. That part of it's nice. When they win, plus they win how how you uh, say they're going to win. So that's yep. always nice. Uh, and the Bellator, th- this is where you took your loss and then took your big hit. Um, the ass kicking machine came through. Jackson beat Lima. I, I skimmed through. I'm like, oh, good. It's five rounds of wrestling. Uh, I think I'll skip this. Five, five I, rounds I, of Lima walking into a takedown without. Yeah, even, is that what it was? It, it just didn't look like he knew one was coming. And that's surprising. <laughs> yeah. He's lost four straight, and uh, yeah. Well, where do you go when you when you watch out of Bellator, Dan? I guess there's XMMA and all those those regional things. Dude, but... XMMA, yo, shit on XMMA if you want. They no, put I'm on not. An, I just they put on an absolute baller of a show this weekend. They had like ten former UFC guys in it, I think. They they always do. That's all XMMA does. Uh, yeah. But like Ipa Kasangane put a beat down on Jared Gooden in a fight that would have been like. Uh, featured prelim on a uh, apex yeah. fight a year ago um yeah. and, and it was i mean really good um and i've never really been all that big of a fan of jared gooden so um and i love impa so that that was cool and uh uh just let me bang bro fought on that card he got beat by austin thud hubbard <laughs> just let me bang bro so well, we didn't have picks for that unfortunately but dan did go three and one with those picks that we gave you there i made 15 24 because of lima not knowing how to fight anymore yeah, big, big which, winnings, which, big winnings. Hey, a win is a win is a win. So he didn't do so hot on Bellator. I mean, on UFC this week, but he is going to do hot on, on Contender Series. Um, that's what that's what you're all here for. That's what um, that's what the whole podcast, I think, is, is built on. So we're going to get to that after I tell you about Dave, in case you did uh, put a whole bunch of money in Douglas Lima. And <laughs> you, you're a little short on, on your bills coming up. Um, you, you can level with me. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where we were a little tight on cash. Maybe you can only afford to put a few gallons. We put liters in our in, of gas in our cars, but you put gallons of gas in your tank. Or you got another save the date and we're wondering how you're going to afford a gift. That's where Dave can help. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. It's D-A-V-E. 
Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, the member of FDIC. Future you will thank you. All right. Contender Series, Tuesday night uh, from the UFC Apex. It will be on UFC Fight uh, ESPN Plus, excuse me. Um, I think in Canada it's it was on TSN before, so hopefully it's still on TSN. If not, we'll have to watch it on Fight Pass. Um, five fights. It starts uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Um, before we, we go fight by fight, a quick overview of this week uh, compared to maybe weeks coming up or, or weeks we've had in, in previous seasons as to the level of, of competition and, and that type of thing. There's some really high-level dudes in this one, um, okay. ones, I, ones I really like. Ones other people oddly like more than I do, um, but there's like a couple that I think are are surefire going to win a couple in the UFC kind of guys. Um, th- there's a couple of just like really well-matched fights. Like We'll talk about the main event, obviously, but like the, the main event is really well-matched and should bring out the best of both guys, so like... Yeah, like there's a couple of people who I think are are going to make some noise, so to speak. Um, probably too early to to ask, but last season um, we got a whole bunch of people we're excited about. Like uh, it seems like top level talent. Um, the, the fights that we have set up already. Any anyone like that jumping in, off the page in this year? week? Um, I I would say in this week I, I wouldn't say anybody's like. I wouldn't pencil anybody into the top 15 yet, but uh, one of the people we're going to talk about, I think kind of people are sleeping on how good he might actually be. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him rattle off like three straight wins once he gets to the UFC, if this should go his way. All right. We're saying lots of he's and dudes because this week is all dudes. It's a sausage party for week one. Um, For like the first, I think it's for the first four weeks, man. Like, I, oh, I, don't th- really? I don't think we get a women's fight, I, and I'll put the intern on that. I don't think we get a women's fight until week four. Not good. So maybe uh, women that are on losing streaks in the UFC, uh, maybe your jobs are safe because uh, they won't be replacing with cheaper talent. Let's jump into it. Uh, we got a flyweight about to kick things off. Alessandro Costa versus Andres Luna Martinetti. Uh, let's tell you about, <clears throat> excuse me, tell you about Martinelli, Martinetti first. Um, perfect 12-0. Two knockouts, six submissions. He's won two straight fights via finish. He was a regional champ. Used to fight at Bantamweight. I think his last fight may have been at Bantamweight, actually. Uh, he's four inches taller than Costa. We don't have a lot. We don't have reach uh, reach on any of these people, so I can't give reach information, unfortunately. Uh, plus 210 for him. Costa, no-no, is the nickname. He's 10-2. and two. two knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once. He's 5-0 and oh over his last five, including the last two fights he's won via TKO. He also is regional champ, minus 200 on him. That's all I got for you, Dan. We'll give you the, the important things. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go with Alessandro Costa. Um, so here's the thing about Luna. The record looks really appealing, and obviously the things you're hearing about his size are really positive, right? He's got like a four-inch height advantage. He's clearly going to have a reach advantage, despite the fact we don't yeah, actually see the reach. And, well, not just do you think. Like, if you look at a picture of him and how he's built, like, he, his arms are really long. But here's the problem with Luna is Luna is is fairly one dimensional in that he's really, really strong at jujitsu and he's a pretty terrible boxer. Um, I, but the, here's the thing about his jujitsu, too. Like he gets it to the ground very unconventionally. He like likes to use like lateral presses and like weird trips and like when typical things that you think of as like sweeps for gi jujitsu. Um, but like, don't get used in no gi jujitsu all that often. And that's like, 
that's fine when it works, but against like high level guys, I don't think it will work. And Alessandro Costa is both a high level guy and he's really physically strong. And I think that that's going to shut down a lot of the like weird bullshit takedowns that, that Luna, they call him Andres Luna. Most of the time they, they don't even add the Martinetti. Um, but like you know, Luna's takedowns are, are just kind of like not there. So I, I think Costa is just going to use that physicality. He's also very patient. He doesn't do dumb things all that often. He does throw like a weird flying knee once in a while that he, he uses, but like we all do wor- Dan, he, he works really fast once he gets going his punches are quick he, he's actually knocked two or three different guys down just in the fights i've seen two or three different guys down with body shots um so like he, he works to the body extremely well and, and sort of my worry about luna here too is that like if he doesn't get it down right away he, he kind of does some like terrible defensive things as far as uh what he's he's doing striking wise like he backs straight up or his like head goes up in the air and he just tries to like lean his head out of distance and and that's not going to do it against a guy like casa so yeah i i like costa quite a bit in this fight i I think this should be a pretty easy one for him contract or no contract for costa i i think contract both uh both being and i don't know what what the Dana White outlook is going to be if they're just going to sign everybody who wins again and certainly everybody who gets a finish. But, like, he's a guy who looks really impressive when he wins, right? Like, body shot knockouts are, I mean, that's an instant sign. Um, and I would also say he, he fights a flyweight, right? Like, flyweight's a gimme. Um, that, that's, a, that's an easy division to sign. All right, let's move up a two-way classes to featherweight. Dennis Buzukia versus... Kalio Romero. Am I right on both of those? Nailed both of them. Bazookia uh, and Kalio Romero. Yeah. All right. Let's tell you about Romero first. KO is a nickname. Six and one. Two knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once. Two. He's won two straight. Last one via TKO. He's not fought since June of 2021. Used to fight up at lightweight. He's got an inch of height on Bazookia plus 180. Bazookia is, is Dennis. Did I say Dennis the Great? Bazookia is the nickname. Seven and two with three knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. He's won three straight and six of seven. He went 0-1 in the contender series. Who did you, did you lose to? Do you know Mel, off the top Mel, of your head? Melzik Bogdazarian. Okay. One and on Bellator. He was a ring of combat champion as well. He's got an inch of height and an inch of reach. I do have reach in these guys. Inch of reach on Romero. Minus 205 on Bazookia. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, what, what, what did you give me for odds here? Minus 205 plus 180. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the dog money on Kaleo Romero Whoa. here. Yeah, th- this is one of my dog plays here. Um, and it depends on what odds you have on some later fights and whether or not I have a second dog. But like, K- Kaleo Romero, uh, I don't think he's really really cut out for the UFC. I'll be completely honest. Um, but the thing about Bazookia is is he just kind of is. He doesn't move his head off the center line very much, which is why Melsic Bogdazarian had such a good time with him, right? Is like, and he also really seems to prefer to counter strike, which like when you pair those two things together, it's like a really bad news at the top. So I think Kaleo Romero being so light on his feet and the fact that he like bounces in and out really well and, and you know, his striking isn't great, but like, I, I think his, the lightness on his feet and his athleticism here carry him through that piece and then even if the striking isn't going his way, he was a state finalist wrestler in high school for, for California and wrestled at uh, Sacramento City College, which is a JUCO in the area. Like he, he he's a collegiate level wrestler and he, he wrestled at a much higher um, weight class than he's currently in. He's down now. 
I, I think th- there are some issues for both guys, um, but the issues I have with Cleo Romero are just smaller. I, I think the fact that he can fall back on his wrestling and that he's later on his feet, the fact that he doesn't put punches together is less alarming than the fact that he doesn't seem to move his head all that much or have a backup plan when his striking's not working. Um, although I guess Mizuki had a little bit of a submission game against Bakhtasarian, but Bakhtasarian's just like a kickboxer who doesn't grapple. So, yeah, I like Cleo Romero here in a uh, pretty decent-sized upset, too. Sacramento, and he's a wrestler. Does he fight out of your favorite camp, or don't you know? He, he sure does. I, I, I was almost going to get away without mentioning that he's a Team Alpha Male guy. But, yeah, like— and I'm yep. here. I am taking a team alpha male guy over uh, uh, Ray Longo and, uh, train underdog too. And, and a Ray Longo train Dennis Bazooka. But, you know, that yeah. has to tell you how I feel about what I've seen from Dennis Bazookia, uh to, to still take a team alpha male guy uh, with a wrestling base over. I think he will wrestle, though. That's the thing. Like, contrary to what we talked about with Mason Jones on the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, like. I think Romero is going to wrestle because he's from he, he's got that wrestling background. I think it's just the plus money. You, you can't resist. Gumby God has to go for some plus money. So I think that uh, trumps everything else. I mean, I always find it somewhere, but but yes. <laughs> Let's jump up to some big boys, light heavyweights. Anton Tugolge. Tugolge. <laughs> no, Tugali. Do, do, do you want me to help you? Say it. It's it's Turkali. Tricali, Anton Tricali versus Acasio Dos Santos. Acasio? Yeah, you got that right. I wasn't going to correct Is that good enough? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, all right. All right. Um, Dos Santos nicknames Pequino. Do you know what that means? P E Q U E N O. Small? Yes. He's not small. He's 205 pounds. Come on. Uh, he's 14 and four with six knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice. I can't wait nine, for you to he's say nine Tricali's. Nickname, yeah, oh, he just his nickname's <laughs> jumping off the off the screen at me. Uh, DeSantos won nine of his last ten fights, including his last fight, plus one ninety five. Tricali's nickname is the Pleasure Man. <laughs> Do you have any anything to say about that, Dan? Any I, uh, background to that? It, it, no, other than it's hilarious. <laughs> can you get him on your podcast, please? And we can I'll find try. Out I'll try. It's funny as hell. <laughs> all right. The Pleasure Man is 7-0. and oh, Five knockouts, two submissions. So he's finished all of his fights. He's five years younger than Joe Santos. Minus 195 coming back on him. So first of all, I'll, I'll tell you, Tricali is one of like the more highly touted light heavyweight dudes uh, signed to the Contender Series, possibly going to be signed to the Contender Series. People really love him. I'm not as big on him. I'll just say that uh, up front. Like, I think some of the reasons people are huge on him is he's seven and zero, right? He's undefeated. He's coming off a 13 second spinning back this knockout in Brave, an organization that's pretty easy to watch. Um, he's got power, but like who at light heavyweight doesn't have power, right? Like th- that's a that's a given. Um, and, and outside of his striking, he he does have like good body lock takedowns, but like how often do you see a light heavyweight or a heavyweight hitting body lock takedowns, right? Like not getting in on the legs, it's like upper body takedowns. So like, I'm not super sold on Turkali, but with that being said, Acasio Dos Santos is like, this is a nightmare matchup for him. Turkali is like, if somebody's going to give up a body lock takedown, it's Acasio Dos Santos. Uh, because I watched his fight with, you know, Matthews Scheffel from PFL. We broke his fight down yep. probably three weeks ago. He fought Scheffel and beat him. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, he, maybe he's good. And I watched the fight. And I'm not kidding you. Scheffel had him pinned against the cage, getting ready to, like, throw some knees or shoot a takedown or something. 
maybe a dozen times over the course of the fight. And not once did the referee let him work for more than eight seconds. The referee broke it up underneath eight seconds every single time, which, by the way, is is insanely short a period of time. But I think if you yeah. just let him work, Sheffield wins that fight. So, like, that gives you a level that Ocasio Dos Santos is in, like, easy to control, you know, all right with his hands, but, like, probably just going to get manhandled. And Tercali is just, like, the right guy to do that. So, like, I, I think he's going to pin him against the cage, probably get a takedown, get a TKO late in the fight, um, or even early in the fight for that matter. Like, he, he's just going to get at it um, with the grappling side of things. But also, like, you know, he's a pretty good striker, too. So I, I would say he should go for the takedown of the TKO, but uh, he'll get it done whatever way he needs to. Contract? Yeah, him. definitely. Again, kind of like I said with Costa, like he's a 205er. They always yep. need 205ers, heavyweights, and flyweights. Um, and, and he's, you know, he's got lots of power. And like, even if he wins with his ground game, it's going to be with like big, heavy TKO punches from from Mount. So yeah, give give Turkali and Costa both contracts. How about K.O. Romero? I, I'm going to say this. I, I it, it will depend on how he wins. Like, if he just leans a lot on his wrestling, yeah. like, I think he needs to. Maybe not. But also, like, I, I just don't feel like he's ready, is, as long as I'm being honest. I That's one of those okay. fights where I watch both guys, and I was like, neither of these dudes are ready. Uh, just don't give whoever wins a contract, because they're not ready. So, uh, But who knows what yep. Dana's doing. Yep. All right. Next up, down to Bantamweights again. Farid Basharat versus William, not William, William Souza. Um, Sousa nickname is Colorado, obviously, um, 11 and one, nine knockouts, two submissions. So he's finished all of his fights and he's been knocked out the one time. So he's never gone in the distance. He's won 11 straight fights. So he got knocked out in his debut and has strung together 11 straight wins. Since then he's a jungle fight champion. He's five inches taller than Basharat plus 200 Basharat brother of the snow leopard, Javid Basharat. He's ferocious Farid Basharat. 8-0, one knockout, five submissions. He's won two straight fights via submission. He's a year younger than Souza, minus 220. So I'm going to start by saying this. If you're expecting the second coming of Javid Basharat, you're you're going to be disappointed slightly. Um, I, I actually don't think Farid is is nearly as good as Javid. Um, I think this is like the less impressive brother, which is why we're seeing him a whole season later. Um, with that being said, like you, you can still very clearly tell he's got like a good Taekwondo background. Um, kind of like his brother. Uh, but at the same time, like maybe a little bit less good wrestling, maybe a little bit less fast. Um, he, he, he's got really good kicks. Uh, like he, he uses tons of low kicks early in the fight. Um, and then suddenly just mixes it up to a head kick and like he sleeps people with his head kick. His, his head kick is really powerful. I, I watched him knock a dude down and damn near out with a head kick. And the guy got both of his hands in front of it, uh, which just shows you how powerful Freed Basharat is. Um, but with that being said, it, it's, a, you know, and I feel like I keep saying this, it's a perfect setup uh, fight for him with this William Souza guy. It's almost like they, they cherry picked a fighter for him because they want a second Basharat in. But the guy uh, in the fights that I've seen uh, eats leg kicks frequently with no signs of ever planning on checking them. Um, his hands start naturally far away from his face, almost like in a Muay Thai stance. So like, it, 
pair those two things together with a guy who's got good leg kicks and a head kick that knocks anybody out. And dude, like he, he's going to knock him out. Uh, so yeah, I'm all over Fareed Bashara. I don't know if books typically offer props on this, but like knockout prop Fareed Bashara. And he's going to get signed obviously too. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, he, he could look terrible and I think he would cause he's a second Bashara brother. They love stories like that. There you go. Second Bashara brothers is, is where you want. Is what your main event? Is this a worthy main event on this card? Yeah, this is this is the, the tightest. This is the tightest of the three or the five fights. Um, and uh, yeah, b- both guys really good here. Hey, actually, let me see if there is props. I think on Basharat, I just got o- over uh, the round totals for that for that fight. You're so to- so totals, but not props. Yeah, not props at this point so, at least. So, so so maybe maybe find an under on that. It's probably the under. Yeah. All right, main event is a middleweight fight, Ozzy Diaz versus Joseph Pfeiffer. Um, bum, bum, bum. Let me tell you about Diaz first. Uh, seven and one, five knockouts, two submissions, and he's been knocked out once. So he's never gone the distance. By my math, he's won five straight fights, three straight via TKO or KO. He went 2-0 and oh in Bellator. He was the LFA champ. Three inches taller than Pfeiffer, plus 108 on him. Pfeiffer's nickname, Body Bags, with a Z. Uh, eight and two, five knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. So he's only gone in the distance once in his career. He's gone loss, win, loss, win over his last, how many is that? Four. Last four fights, he won his last five via knockout. All one in the contender series. Do you remember who he lost to? Yeah, Dustin Stoltzfus. Dustin Stoltzfus, who just saved himself by winning last week. Uh, he's six years younger than Diaz, minus 110. So this is almost a pick him on the board. So I'll start by saying this. You you had Piper as, in, it's Piper, not Pfeiffer. Um, uh, Pi- Pfeiffer sounds better. You had Pfeiffer uh, having lost once by TKO. It is technically a TKO, uh, but st- you'll remember Stoltzfus took him down and he uh, like tried to post on his arm and his elbow just went backwards. Um, yeah, his elbow he- TKO'd. Yeah, elbow to Gale. And so, like, you know, hasn't hasn't been knocked out, knocked out, right? Like, okay. the way yep. that you think of somebody with a knockout. But um, the interesting thing with me in this fight uh, is that, like, so Diaz has crazy power. Like, really exceptional level power. Like, he throws it. I've seen him knock multiple people down with a jab. Like, just a, a real stiff jab, and it, like, puts people down and damn near out. Um, but the, the real problem with him is that all he throws is one punch at a time. He, he, he does not do a good job of putting his punches together. So it's like a jab back away, a leg kick back away, a right hand back away. And like that has worked for him largely for his whole career because he's fighting in LFA and he's fighting in, you know, regional organizations and he's really powerful. But the thing about Pfeiffer is that Pfeiffer can both, first of all, take a shot, which is why I mentioned that he hasn't really been knocked out before. And he puts combinations together really well, particularly with hooks. He throws like a hook over the top of somebody else's jab really well. And he works the body really well, um, which maybe maybe that's where he gets the nickname body bags. Um, So, like, I think his striking is, first of all, going to be a little faster than Diaz's, even though maybe not more powerful, but definitely faster. Um, I think that the idea that he can counter over the top of that jab because there's nothing coming behind it, you know, move his head off the center line, counter with a big hook over the top of that left jab from Diaz. I, I think Piper is going to find a lot of success there. And 
then there's there's we haven't even mentioned the fact that Piper should have an enormous wrestling advantage in this fight. I don't know that he'll use it, but like Diaz has got some decent grappling. He trains with Josh Barnett, which is you know worth noting. But Joseph Piper is a Daniel Gracie guy, um, and, and has a Daniel Gracie ass looking wrestling game. He he double leg Dustin Stoltzfus, who you know we we've only seen out grappled by phenomenal grapplers in the past, right? Like Hodolfo in in GM three are the only ones who have out grappled him. Piper was out grappling him right up into the moment where he broke his arm. So uh, I really think Piper has got a very high ceiling, you know, both because he's a Daniel Gracie guy, but also because he's got like the tight hooks and the, the takedown game. Do I think he's like a uh, Sean Brady high ceiling? Probably not, but I think he's like a maybe an Andre Petrovsky type out of Daniel Gracie. So um, oh, I like him. Yeah. And so I'm going with Piper here. And I think that uh, I will say this is one of the numbers that surprised me the most when it came out. I was like, I feel like Piper should be a pretty decent sized favorite. And I don't know if he's maybe being overlooked a little bit because uh, the Stoltzfus loss is right there on his record. And like you said, he is, you know, two and two in his last four. But man, I, I think he's got a lot of advantages over Diaz. So I'm, I'm big on Piper here. Con- Contract for him I, as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm comparing him to Andre Petrovsky here, who I know he trains with too. Um, in like, <laughs> that's a really flattering thing to say. Uh, and, and you know, at same same exact weight class. Um, yeah, like like I think Piper is is low key got like very high ceiling as far as the guys on this card. Um, like one of the higher ceilings, I, I think. Shafi- or uh, Fareed Bashara has got like maybe the largest range of possible outcomes because he doesn't look quite as good as his brother, but he's like young and, and could develop a lot of those things. Um, and, and Costa, I think, has got a relatively low ceiling, but has already pretty much met it, met it because he's just like fast and athletic and he throws a big hook and, and is mean. Um, but like, you know, Pfeiffer could could continue to develop those parts of his game and look more and more dangerous every time. So I think there's a lot of room for growth there. And I think he's got a lot of great skills already. So yeah, uh, Piper, Piper should get a contract for sure. There you go. We got you your winning picks. All right. So you screwed up on one of those for sure. Which one did you screw <laughs> up on Dan? Which one are I, you feeling least confident on? Um, you know, obviously you can a, predict your loss too. I mean, a plus one eighty dog is always tough to call. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but, uh, and I, man, it, it seems like a couple of these fights are setups, um, you yeah. know, and I, I don't mean to be mean about that, but like, you know, Andres Luna being somebody who just does jujitsu against a guy who stuffs jujitsu really well because he's strong and has like a tough wizard setup fight. Right. Um, Turkali being a guy who's got good body lock takedowns up against a guy who gets held against the cage a lot set of fight um, free Bashara kick oh, fighting a guy who fights with his hands low when he's a head kicker set of fight. So, you know, I'm I'm high on Piper, but like I recognize also that like Diaz has got like knockout power in his hands. So like I, I feel good about that pick, but like maybe that's the one. Um, and and obviously like a plus one eighty dog is always a a big stab in the dark. Yep. Hey, he knows what he's doing though. He's good at what he does. What right? if I come out with fives this time instead of giving you four Whoa, out of five? Then people are people will people can't handle you hitting fours, Dan. <laughs> people will be going insane. People are already knocking on your doors, your virtual social media doors, trying to get your picks. If Dan has a change of heart on any of these or uh, anything happens, make sure uh, in the meantime, make sure you uh, like before the fights. Make sure you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/discard. Get in there. 
I'm sure the night of the fights will be talking plenty too. Everyone will be bowing to the altar of the Gumby God. Um, <laughs> so that uh, we gave you all your winning picks there. Um, now you got to wait. If you listen to this on Sunday, you got to wait an extra day now um, to hear us. We'll be back on Wednesday to give you our the prelims of the UFC pay-per-view coming up. And then Thursday, we will have the main card of the pay-per-view. Uh, until then, make sure you read our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can read my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com, including getting in on the pick contest for the UFC pay-per-view, which will be posted on Monday. Um, what else? You can listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast later on in the week. Dan's other podcast when he posts it. Uh, oh, Twitter. SGPN MMA is the, is the uh, show account that Dan runs. Uh, his account is Gumby Vreeland. My account is Jeff Fox Writer. Um, Anything else you want to say before I take us home, Dan? Oh, you're going to take us home. No, by all means. I'm taking us home. You want to go? Go ahead. You go first. You go ahead. <laughs> I'm you doing something go- planned, obviously. I'm di- yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm doing to be free. And he's the pleasure man, Jeff Fox. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> we'll see you on Wednesday. That's where I was going anyway. <laughs>